You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast from Kingsway Christian Church. My name is Matt Nickerson, and I'm your host for today. And if you notice, this still sounds a little bit muffled. That's because I'm calling through a cell phone. We are still all quarantined, dealing with the coronavirus. And uh, we're just thankful that we get the opportunity to speak into your day. However, you're listening to this. Maybe you're running on a treadmill in your house or walking to the park, or maybe you're one of the lucky few who gets to keep working right now. Either way, we're just thankful you're giving us Uh, some time out of your day to tune into this. And uh, at some point in the future, if you'd like to like and subscribe this, that would help uh, us be able to push it up further and get it out to more people. So let's jump into today. The goal of this podcast is to take what we talked about Sunday a step further. And uh, we looked at a passage out of Mark chapter two, where uh, there was a paralyzed man who had four friends who carried him to Jesus. When they got to Jesus, they couldn't actually get into Jesus because the house where Jesus was was so filled. There were people pouring out the doors, and you couldn't even get up to Jesus. So the friends dug a hole in the roof, dug out the thatch mud roof, and lowered their paralyzed friend down to the floor, where Jesus looks at the man and says, your sins are forgiven. And then he goes on to heal the man. Great story, lots of applications to where we are today. But what I want to do is I want to look at that same story in one of the other Gospels. Now, there are four Gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke Luke look very similar together. John is kind of doing his own thing. He's kind of talking very much theologically and a little bit less in terms of historicity. And so those three books, we look at them and compare them together. We kind of get some bits and pieces of well, this author's taking this angle, this author's talking to this group of people, that's why they're emphasizing these things, or this person probably talked to Peter, maybe this person talked to Matthew, or whatever it is. So you get a little bit of different angle and view of the same story. And when we look at Luke chapter 5, we see the same story celebrated there, except when we see it, we notice something else going into it. We notice in Luke 5 that Jesus has just called the disciples. And we notice in Luke 5, Jesus has performed one of his first miracles. Uh, He healed a a man with leprosy. And he told the man with leprosy, don't tell anybody what I did for you, but go and offer a sacrifice that Moses required that you offer. Now, this is all important because the man doesn't listen. He doesn't do what Jesus told him to do. Now, What happens next in Luke chapter 5, verse 15, it says, Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. Now that's relevant, because if this man had simply done what Jesus had told him to do, that means the paralyzed man might have been able to get to Jesus. But just like anything today, whether it's social media or something news buzzworthy, whatever it is, the hot topic issue of the day, if it happens, it goes around. It seems like I can't turn something on today without hearing about the tiger guy thing on Netflix. And I have zero desire to watch that show. Maybe you're a fan. I don't care one way or the other. But it's buzzworthy. It's newsworthy. And everybody's stuck in their house, so they're watching more shows. So everybody's talking about it. And this man created the situation where the paralytic man couldn't get to Jesus. And it all came because he didn't do what he was told to do. And I find that fascinating. And the reason I find that fascinating is because I wonder right now, 
Remember this question I asked on Sunday. If God would do one thing for you, what would you ask him to do? And then I built off that and I simply said, okay, so if God actually did that for you, what would be different? Would you be a better person? Would you be a happier person? Would you be a more Christ-like person? And for many of us, I think the answer could be, might be, possibly be, no, we wouldn't necessarily be. But what if God were to ask something of us? Would we do it? What if it didn't mean um, getting to be popular or famous? I mean, this leper could have easily done what Jesus asked him to do, which is maybe tell his friends, offer just the sacrifice that Moses required that he offer, and be done with it and move on. But instead, he went around not doing what God asked him to do. And consequently, God worked within the parameters that he had. He made what we call an accommodation, but things didn't go as well for Jesus. And I wonder how many times in our daily life, God is doing the same thing, that we are giving God something less than obedience. We're giving God something less than our absolute best. We're giving God something less than what he's required or demanded or um, even requested of us. And therefore, God is accommodating and working around our decisions, and it's not what could be the best way. Nothing can stop or prevent God from doing what God intends to do, but when we offer him our best, it gives him a unique path. Now, I realize I'm tiptoeing on the line between God's sovereignty and God's foreknowledge and everything else, and I in no way believe that God is ever restrained by knowing the future. I do believe God knows and knows fully the future, but I also know that just because he knows it, I still have a responsibility within it. Now, here's something else I want to point out before we close up our time today, and I really want to dig into this. It says in verse 16, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. Verse 17 goes right into the story. One day Jesus is teaching and he's in, you know, Capernaum and Galilee and he's blah, 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 blah. So this one verse is a bridge between what just happened, that he healed a leper, the leper went and told everybody, and then now he's going to be at a new house and there's going to be a paralyzed man he forgives of a sin and heals him of his paralyzation. So why is this one verse so important, this verse 16? It's because when most of us in this world are running around um, trying to garner uh, glory and attention and focus, Jesus is running away from the crowds, running away from the approval of men, and he's running right into his father's arms to find out what does the father have for me? What does the father want from me? And what do I need from the father? And that's where I really want to push us today. I've been convicted about this lately. I have, um, I don't have a lot more time. I'm noticing I'm spending just as much time trying to serve and lead the church, writing sermons, writing content, pouring into the staff, um, having meetings, discussing strategies uh, for how we can continue to be the church in this unique situation. I'm not sitting around doing nothing, but my schedule is completely unique and I have more time and flexibility than I normally would have in my everyday life. And I felt the spirit whisper to me the other day, Matt, are you leveraging and seizing this time to just be with me? Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed because Jesus knew where his strength came from and Jesus knew where his hope came from and Jesus knew where his patience came from. And Jesus knows where all of his resources come from. And I wonder sometimes if we could know everything that Jesus knew Maybe we would quiet our lives down a little bit more and pray.
perhaps the encouragement for you and for me is simply this. Is there a way for us to find and create time in this season, perhaps more than any other, to just pray? Even in a lonely place, find a closet, find a place somewhere where nobody else is around, and you and your Heavenly Father can just talk. And whatever He needs to do in you, you'll walk away, and unlike the leper, you'll be faithful. On that note, I look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.